you know, no pain, no gain, no excuses. All of that is just like, can I swear? Like that's mm-hmm. bullshit. Like that's absolute bullshit. Yeah. Like it really is. If you have a migraine and you are nauseous and probably like, it's pretty serious. You know what? Maybe in the afternoon, if you feel a little bit better, a walk would have done you, you know, much better or served you so much better than going to do, you know, a high intensity workout. <laughs> well, and, and our bodies are feeling pain for a reason. It's That's trying right. to tell you something mm-hmm. and you're ignoring it. Mm-hmm. And we have been conditioned as a society as a whole to ignore our bodies. Yeah. Focus on, we're, we're listening to our heads instead of going actually internal, listening to our intuition, listening to what yeah. our body's trying to tell us. It's telling you something yeah. and you've been conditioned to ignore it for some other, the benefit of somebody else's pocket. Right. And I, I think there's, there's nothing wrong with wanting to, sh- to show up. Like, I think we should just show up, but show up, listen to your body and show up in a way that's going to serve you. Right. Right. I am Amanda Hansen, and welcome to the Women Disrupted podcast. I like to use the word disruption to describe a change that displaces or replaces the status quo. In this podcast, I hope you'll be able to disrupt your thoughts, beliefs, and maybe even your life. I believe that disruption is good, even when it is hard. I will share tidbits of how myself and others have handled disruption, whether we have chosen it or the universe chose it for us. There will be debates on hot topics and stories of women who choose disruption to change their lives and the lives of others. Are you ready for a little disruption? Enjoy the ride. Hello, everyone. On today's episode, I bring on my guest, Maria Tricartan, for us to dive a bit deeper on something that a lot of people care about. It's probably actually one of the biggest businesses in the world. And I hear women talking about it all the time. And what that is, is fitness or quote unquote health or losing weight and society's obsession with losing weight and an obsession with numbers and the need to control our bodies. And Uh, Today, her and I dive deeper into disrupting the shoulds in our lives and trying to break down the fear-driven goals that we've had and been taught and instead converting our goals around health or fitness to be more driven by our desire for fulfillment and happiness. So today I bring on my friend, uh, a fitness coach, Maria. She has a group called Strive Inside and she helps women in this group with a healthier, more fulfilling, joyful way to move our bodies and to feel more fulfillment with ourselves. So today we dive a bit in deeper to talk about the shame women often feel around they're striving for fitness and how it comes from a place of a desperate desire to lose weight until it dives deeper into a pure obsession with numbers, which something that I've talked about on my past podcast episode, disrupting fat phobia. If you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend it. So, you know, sometimes we can get so obsessed on the numbers and losing weight rather than feeling good in our bodies and having energy and being able to do the things that we want our bodies to do instead. 
there is an expectation for what is a healthy body that is often determined by businesses who want you to feel shame so that they can keep making money and you keep buying their products that never end up really working. And Maria also gives us some insider tips that she often shares with the women she works with on how to organize our goals so that we don't get overwhelmed. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. Today, I have my friend Maria Tricartan on the podcast. I'm actually, I was trying, I was in the shower, Maria, and I was like, I can't remember when we first met. I remember us having coffee. Yes. But I don't remember like what happened before then. When did we first meet? So I, I, well, vaguely, I, it wasn't that long ago, but it was it a couple years was. ago. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, I had been following you on Insta. Okay. And it was a friend who said, Hey, you need to check this girl out. So I was following you for a bit and I was doing, I was hosting my pilot women's wellness retreat. Right. And I was like, I need her to come talk to these oh, women. Okay. Yeah. So I sent you like a little two line and I said just that, like, Hey, listen, I've been following you for a bit. I'm going to start, you know, do a pilot of this, yes. you know, that I, I had this idea and, um, you came and you spoke and it was lovely. And before you left, you came up to me and you were like, we need to have coffee. <laughs> and I was like, all right. It was, uh, yeah, so we met at uh, the coffee shop and uh, talked way too long. <laughs> okay, so I remember talking. I just didn't remember, like, the order of things. My memory, my brain is, like, whatever is the most important information at this current moment is there. Whatever is no longer important literally leaves my brain. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. these people who can, like, remember dates, times, things like my grandmother can be like, it was 1979 and it was a sunny day. And I'm just like, how, how does this happen? Anyway, totally off topic. Maria, I obviously invited you to talk. We are very much aligned with our values and how we want to empower women, but tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I am, um, uh, I guess, Backstory, um, I am actually a computer programmer. I know a lot of people don't <laughs> know that about me. Um, I was um, doing that kind of full-time uh, working in, you know, kind of stuck in the IT world and always loved going to my part-time job more than I loved going to my full-time job mm -hmm. and spent a lot of time kind of, um, you know, teaching running clinics and you know, volunteering and, and coaching and um, ended up, you know, just, oh, you know, you should take your wellness, uh, basic theory of wellness. And I was like, well, right. Like, and it just kind of evolved from there. Um, I jumped out of IT altogether in 2009, actually. So I, I'm a personal trainer, um, fitness instructor. Um, I am, I uh, was a nutrition consultant with a company in, in the city for six years. So kind of well-versed in that, but I do that because I love it. Mm -hmm. Like I've moved completely away from the IT world. I like to pretend I don't know anything actually. <laughs> My favorite thing to do oh I don't know you'll have to call someone <laughs> so, you know what it's like I can relate to that because so I worked with children on the autism spectrum for 
decades and I still have like past support workers reach out to me and be like, Amanda, I have this child. They have this behavior. What, what I've tried this. Can you give me any recommendations? Cause that was my specialty. Right. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> well, first off, that's, I, I feel like that's unethical of me. It's like, I need to observe the child. I need to observe the behavior. Like I can't, I can't do this, but I I'm, I'm like, and, and I have a deep passion for children on, and anyone on the spectrum. Like I have this very, very special place in my heart, but I was like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I can Your focus is elsewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. So I like, yeah, I really um, kind of always had the idea of, of kind of doing my own thing, but I didn't know how to, which is another reason we had that, that was the we whole for topic of our copy. That was the whole, right. you're like, I want to go it on my own. And I'm just like, absolutely. 100% <laughs> you need to do that. Yeah. I, and I just didn't know how to mm-hmm. do it. I, I, you know, I sat on this idea and I, I shared this with you. I, I think it was probably close to 10 years that I wanted to do some sort of wellness. And this is kind of how it started. I wanted to do a, a wellness retreat for women where I invited in other um, uh, instructors and, and companies in to um, kind of showcase what they do. Cause I believe that everyone moves differently and you should do what you love, not what someone else loves, right? Like Amanda Absolutely. loves to Zumba. I don't love to Zumba, but maybe, you know, maybe Katie wants to be, has never tried it and she might love it. Yeah. So I think the premise of it was that people could try all different things in this one day. Yeah. Um, and provide a little bit of education, um, have someone come in and do a little bit of motivation and, you know, yoga and whatever. And I try to keep them always changing. Like it's never, it's not very often the same, the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that kind of evolved into um, me obviously leaving my <laughs> full-time job <laughs> and, um, you know, kind of seeing some clients one-on-one on my own. Then realizing very quickly that my time, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't talk to everybody that I wanted to talk to. So I started um, an online group um, wellness called Strive Inside. So that's right. So, right. So what do, you, what do you do inside this group? And how do you, well, so first, actually, before we get to that, how do you <laughs> approach wellness? Because yes. um, part of my, my own deep dive into women empowerment and my own, you know, deep dive into going into women's closets and, you know, analyzing what holds them back from fully showing up as themselves. What, what limitations are they putting on themselves? What limitations has society told them and conditioned them to have? And I, you know, quickly realized a lot of women struggle with their bodies and how they look. And so once I started going into that, you know, I, I went into this deep dive into like body acceptance, body liberation, body positivity, whatever you want to call it. And, and I know body acceptance and body positivity is a little bit different and the origins of those are a little bit different and the purpose of those are different. But, you know, I went into that deep dive and I was just like, so many women have shrunk themselves physically and <laughs> mindset wise because yes. mentally is because of how they look. And I was just like, this is what I need to help women overcome in my, in any kind of my way. So it was like, once I recognized that all of a sudden, anytime I would hear 
a promotion on some kind of like local fitness gym or whatever, all of the messaging is the same. Yes. You want to get, you know, you want to go down south and get in your, you know, bathing suit, come mm -hmm. in and tone yourself up, lose yeah. weight, get ready to go in like your wedding dress. You need to lose weight to get in your wedding yeah. dress. All of these things is communicating the same thing over and over about women shrinking their body or having to change their body in order to like earn something or do yeah. something or feel a certain way. Right. Like this is not okay. It's not okay. They're putting no. your, your worthiness based mm -hmm. on thinness, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous, right? The focus on, um, oh, you, you know, the quarantine 15 is a, is a popular oh. one, right? Like it just, Come and on, it's, guys. yeah. And so, what I love about you is that there is none of that messaging because I'm like very sensitive to it. If I sense, <laughs> if I, and I can, like, I can pick it out so easily. I can yeah. pick it out so easily and quickly. And I'm like, that is not okay messaging. That is not okay to market to women that way, um, especially those who like focus on fat loss. I think that fosters fat phobia, which is yeah. not okay it leads to lack of self-esteem, <laughs> lack of self-trust. It leads to eating, like disordered eating. Like there's just so much wrong with that. Anyway, <laughs> I can't start ranting because <laughs> this is a conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sometimes like I, I just get like so passionate about topic. I'm just like, bah! anyway, yeah. but you do the opposite. So tell me a little bit how, what your values, what your approach is to the wellness and fitness um, for women. Yeah. So I um, myself have gone through that. So I think I'm very sensitive to it. Mm -hmm. um, I had, um, you know, just, I, I was in a place where I was kind of going through that um, negative self-talk and the, you know, um, focusing on... Um, the way I looked and the number on the, like, I wouldn't buy a pair of pants if they were a certain size, I'd leave the store. Like, no, I am not buying those pants. Right. right. So, um, I think when I started talking to myself, um, with love and respect, um, and kind of being, um, a little more compassionate, um, I was able to get to a place where when you start loving yourself, you, you kind of, you just it just happens naturally. Right. And you're doing things because you love your body, not because you hate your body. Like I was, you know, not going out running 10 K because I went out for dinner the night before and had cheesecake for dessert. Well, now I go out for dinner and have cheesecake for dessert because I want it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and I'm not, you know, if I don't want it, I don't have it. If I want it, I have it. I've kind of gotten away from that. So my approach, um, is very, um, I, like I kind of got a hard and soft approach, I mm -hmm. guess. Like I, I am, I am a tell it like it is person, but I can do it in a way where, you know, the girls in my class are okay doing like 10 push-ups, right? Like I'm not yelling at you. It's like, Hey, you know what? Those are great. Let's do it. And if you can't do it, you do what you can do. And then you move on. Um, and the same with my wellness coaching. So everyone has individual goals. Um, you know, no one in the group has the same goal. They might be similar, but they're not the same. Um, we do habit-based coaching. So, you know, focusing on healthy habits that are going to get us to our goals, no matter what they are. And mm -hmm. some girls do have a weight loss goal and that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, some don't, some are there for health. Like there's, there's, you know, 
there's so many different reasons, but I really think that if we, if we're, you know, truly loving ourselves and respecting our bodies and honoring our bodies, um, that, um, and not beating ourselves up all the time, that, that you'll get where you want to be and live a lifestyle that, um, that you're happy with and not always listening to that inner, I call it the inner IA, right? Is we're our own worst enemies most of the time. Yeah, it's, we have been conditioned and the messaging we've been told for years is to move your body and to lose weight from a place of loathing right. or guilt hate. or yeah. shame. And it's, yeah. and we've bought into it line and sinker. Like oh. I still see, I still see it out there about here, try this coffee that'll help you lose weight. Try this quick fix that'll help you lose weight. It's still all of the same messaging and it is, it's, it's not okay. It's so not it's, okay. Well, and it, they're setting us up for failure, right? Yeah. It, there's a cycle that comes with it. It's that whole like restriction binge cycle, right? Yeah. Like you, you put clients into a caloric deficit for so long, eventually they're, they're going to binge. They're going to rebel, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, and it's, and it's, it, it's our physiology right? Like that, our body is not meant to be starved, no. right? It wants and to survive. That's right. And it, if it thinks that you're starving it, it, it naturally just wants all of the food. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's what I, you know, I, that's why I want to have women like you coming on and spreading the word that restriction is not the way. It's, it's, it's not the way. I mean, there's definitely like, if you have celiac disease, obviously you don't want to eat gluten. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, there are... and there's, there's health, can, there's health, there's legit health reasons as to why you don't want to eat certain food, but it's not like this blanket. Hey, this is the new fad way. Don't eat any carbs or you're only allowed to eat this many carbs. Yeah. Test like testing your body to see if it's in ketosis, count your calories. You can only eat these foods. You can only drink this. It's just, Oh yeah. It's eat so carbs on certain days. Like <laughs> what? it's Tuesday. I can't have carbs. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, and I, okay. So let's talk about the wanting to lose weight. That is, there's nothing wrong for a woman to lose weight. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We are not here. I am not here to ever tell any other woman what they should or should not do right. with their body. Exactly. Um, the only thing that I want to get across is look at your motivation for it. That's right. And where, and where does it, where does it come from? Is it, does it come from a place of hate, loathing, um, shame? And if you're going to take action based on any of those motivations, chances are you're not you're not going to enjoy the journey. You're not, you're going to be so focused on the end goal. And I, I can, I talk a lot about presence. Like yes. we can the future doesn't exist. It literally, it's a figment of our imagination. The future mm -hmm. does not exist. All we have is right now in this moment. Yep. And so many women are focused <laughs> on the future and the end goal and yep. achieving it that they don't even enjoy moving their body. Like I would love it. And I'm sure that I know this is what you teach, like move your body because it feels good because you enjoy doing it. It's not like everybody needs to do a, you know, high intensity workout. My body revolts when I do high intensity, like my back hurts. I get pain. Like my body is not meant to move that way. My body likes more gentle, slow, like yoga is my jam because that is what my body loves. Yeah. And it might be just the season for you. 
right? Like mm -hmm. it, it, what worked for you 10 years ago mm -hmm. may not work today. So hit may have been your thing 10 years ago or interval training or whatever you want to call it, boxing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you today forward, maybe yoga's your jam, maybe hiking's your jam, like, and yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Um, you do listen to your body, move in a way that feels good and you're not kind of, you're not dreading doing. You right and dreading exercise no and when i when i when i have like try to be like oh amanda you need to work out today you need to move your body and when it comes from that place i don't enjoy it no. a lot of people are like oh well once you get started you're gonna love it and and that could be the case often there's stuff that we don't want to do and once we get started we do actually enjoy it like i get that yes but sometimes it's kind of like when you're you're trying to force yourself to do like you know, I, like I got up this morning, got on my bike. Did I feel like it? No, I wasn't interested in riding my bike for an hour this morning, but after I got up, it felt fantastic. And I knew I would. So it's just show up, mm -hmm. like just show up and, and do the thing that feels good. Right. It, it didn't hurt. It wasn't painful. I feel great now. I've got energy it, the whole bit. Right. And what, so what I've t said before, and I've shared before is like, if I wake up and I want to move my body and I'm like, mm, I don't want to, and I start coming all these excuses. Then I, instead of saying what I should do, I was like, well, how do I want to feel today? How, how do yeah. I want to feel if I do move my body? What, what will I know? Cause I can pull from past experience. Like what will I actually feel like? And then if I'm like, if my brain is like, Amanda, you're going to feel great. You're going to feel relaxed. You're going to, you know, maybe you're going to release tension or maybe you're going to push yourself today and you're going to be proud of yourself because you pushed yourself. Yeah. And if my body's like, yeah, I want that. Then I listen to it. My body's like, you know what? I need extra rest today. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And I, I so encourage that. Like I that's, that. that's listening yeah. to your intuition. That's yeah. trusting your body. I've shared on another episode. I hate the term that a lot of fitness instructors use is the no excuses. There's no, no excuses. And I've seen, I've seen it and I've seen the other women. They've actually like, I've, the reason why I talk about this is because I was triggered. <laughs> I was triggered where I saw a woman comment on a thread, like I had a migraine today, but I showed up anyway to this gym. And I'm just like, why, 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 yes. like, why are you so obsessed yeah. with having to move? Like, I, I just question like, what was the, what was your motivation and intention behind mm -hmm. Forcing yeah. yourself to do that. Was I, it anyway. I honestly think no gain, you know, no pain, no gain, no excuses. All of that is just like, can I swear? Like that's mm -hmm. bullshit. Like that's absolute bullshit. Yeah. Like it really is. If you have a migraine and you are nauseous and probably like it's pretty serious, you know what? Maybe in the afternoon, if you feel a little bit better, a walk would have done you, you know, much better or served you so much better than going to do, you know, a high intensity workout. <laughs> well, and, and our bodies are feeling pain for a reason. It's That's trying right. to tell you something mm -hmm. and you're ignoring it. Mm -hmm. And we have been conditioned as a society as a whole to ignore our bodies. Yeah. Focus on, we're, we're listening to our heads instead of going actually internal, listening to our intuition, listening to what yeah. our body's trying to tell us. It's telling you something yeah. and you've been conditioned to ignore it for some other, the benefit of somebody else's pocket. Right. And I, I think there's, there's nothing wrong with wanting to, sh to show up. Like, I think we should just show up, but show up, listen to your body and show up in a way that's going to serve you. Right. right? And yeah, I respond so much more to instructors who are like, 
okay, we're going to like try and push ourselves. We're going to do, you know, maybe one or two or three more reps. But if this is too painful, <clears throat> don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> And I say that uh, quite often when I am like kind of in class and it just comes out like if this is painful, you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. But you know what? If it, if it's hard, <laughs> like if it's just hard right. and there's it's, a difference, exactly. Like if it's hard and you know, but you can still do it, then you know what? Try. But if it's actual legit pain, no, that's not cool. Right. And it, there, there needs to be a fine balance between pushing ourselves, getting into our comfort zone and just stretching yeah. a little bit more. That's right. Right. Just, and I do it like what I'm, I'm, I run, I don't always run, but that's where I tend to push myself. It's like, okay, my body's feeling tired. Um, what I've learned is usually it's my brain telling me my body's tired <laughs> and I can, I can just, I can go for another 30 seconds or I can go for another 45 seconds. And I've done that. But I will not be like, oh, I haven't run in nine months. I'm going to go run a 10K and ignore my body when it's like screaming at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your calves and your knees are screaming. Because oh, sometimes, right, so sometimes my brain will tell me like, Amanda, you should give up before I'm really ready. And sometimes my brain are like, Amanda, you can do anything. <laughs> right. You haven't run in 10 months, but you can go run a 10 K because you've done it once before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, our brain is funny. And I think that's just why I tend, I've learned to like mostly ignore what my brain is telling me now and actually listening mm -hmm. to my body and my, my intuition, but old habits are hard. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so what kind of things do you do in your wellness group? Um, so the stride inside group, I try to show up, I show up five or six days a week for them. Mm -hmm. Um, we do, um, a bit of education. It's, it's very similar to the day, mm -hmm. um, the, the one day wellness retreats, but, um, inside the group, I, um, we do a lot of habit-based chatter, um, talking about not, you know, you know, we all have things that we need to work on and we just pick one thing and work on it. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's, that's proven. Um, if you just pick one habit or one pillar of wellness that you want to work on rather than trying to change, you know, 10 things all at once. Like I need to drink more water. I need to start running. <laughs> I, I need to cut out this food and eat all of more of these vegetables. Like that's yeah. just, it's, too much. Yeah, it's too much. So we, and that's the other thing there's, there's no, I, I don't do meal plans. So, um, I, um, we're all very intelligent beings. Um, we know what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat. Um, you know, I can give guidelines, but you know, um, I don't, I don't do meal plans. I don't, you know, unless someone has, again, like celiac or something where they need a little bit of special attention, we can talk about that a little bit, but, um, we do, we talk about, um, you know, we talk about sleep, we talk about stress, uh, moving our bodies. Um, but all, everything that we talk about, and it's the five pillars of wellness is all done, um, from a place of love rather than a place of hating our bodies and which is really hard, right? It, right. It's hard as you know, diet culture and the diet industry is, is freaking huge mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. So we've been um, programmed to think like that, which is really sad. So do you find you have to work a lot on like the unlearning before they can start learning? 
Um, so I do a live coaching call every um, Wednesday night in mm -hmm. the group. Um, so it's just um, basically like this and we sit and I, um, a couple times a month, I pick a topic and I kind of, it might be mindset, it might be stress, it could be nutrition, like whatever. Um, but then I do an open forum a couple times a month where they have the opportunity to send in questions. And a lot of it is mindset work believe it mm -hmm. or not, most, most of the questions that I get, I mean, there's some nutrition and movement questions or whatever, and it um, is fine. But I would say the bulk of the questions are, you know, how do I, you know, uh, you know, how do I keep slipping back into the mindset where I just look in the mirror and I want to change all the things, mm -hmm. or I s can't stop stepping on the scale or, you know, and it affects their day or their mood, which, you know, I, I don't, I'm not totally against the scale, um, if you can use it as just a tool, as just a number. As, as, as information, not something that is going to make you happy or sad or mad. That's right. It's just, it's just information. It's, information. it's just a tool. It's just, it's just a thing. Right? The thing is, but also, okay, so let's talk about the scale for a little sure. bit. I, I am not a wellness expert, yep. but I have a very logical mind. Yes. So in my mind, and, and I, you know, I've, I work, I used to work a lot in numbers and so in data. So my background psychology. So mm -hmm. I was a lot into like research, assessing numbers. What is this number actually telling me? Like it mm -hmm. is more than just a number, right? And so the number on a scale, also women need to understand that, you know, that number isn't always an indication about weight loss. It's, you could be building muscle, mm -hmm. right? Like Absolutely. that number if you're expecting it to go down and, and then how that can affect you, like that data isn't always accurate on what is happening in your body. A hundred percent not. Right. Right. It, so it, that's why I, I'm just like, get rid of the freaking scale because like, yeah, I, I think a lot of learning has to happen to understand that number and our physiology and our biology first before Absolutely. you can look at that number and objectively, and objectively. Yeah, right? absolutely. I, I mean, I think, you know, there's digestion, <laughs> like how much did you work out the day before? Like, what did you eat last night? Like, you know, have you, you know, how much coffee and water have you had? Like, I, I think that you get into a really dangerous place and I'll try to steer people away from it is when they are restricting, mm -hmm. um, and, um, getting obsessive over what goes in what goes on their body, what time of day they're weighing themselves. Like if they start talking like that, I'm like, I, I really think that it's something that you just need to set aside for a little while. Yeah. Um, if you can get on it and be like, Meh, all right, it's just information and away you go and carry on with your day and it does not affect your mood whatsoever, then maybe it's okay. So I'm right. And so the only place that I can see that that data would be important is if there's a underlying health issue, like, right. a thi like thyroid, there's something else going on in your body that, um, you know, you're doing all the things, but you're still exhausted. Like you're, you're giving your body the nutrition it needs. You're moving it in a way, but like, you're still exhausted. You don't have any energy. Like usually that's an indication or yep. if like, you know, the weight, maybe, you know, the, the number on the scale is telling you that there's an underlying issue that you need to actually seek medical, medical, uh, right. medical help. Right. But yep. other than that is like, I don't see the point of that number. I don't see what that data would serve at all for anybody, but that's, that's <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I personally have gotten away from it and, yeah. but I almost went, I went from completely obsessive. 
Mm -hmm. um, if I'm being completely yeah. honest, um, I worked in an industry that was mm -hmm. very um, focused on the number on the scale. So I was weighing myself multiple times a day. I was weighing myself when I got to work, like with my clothes on, <laughs> you know, like it was ridiculous. So I can see how some people still feel the need to. Um, I <clears throat> try very hard just to go by how I feel. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I, you know, I can go out and run 10 K and feel good about it and feel, you know, um, feel my body feels good. If things aren't feeling good and I'm exhausted and whatever, okay. You know, I need to take a look at what I've been doing lately, you know? And right. That's just listening to your body. Exactly. It, your body will tell you. And, we just, and it just, we, we don't listen to it anymore. So yeah. Anyway, We're that's like the underlying message I would love for women to know from this episode is like your body is telling you information. If you're exhausted, if you have no energy, like yeah. there's usually a reason why it might not be getting what it needs energetically through your food. It might, you know, moving your body. Like I yeah. know, I know when I haven't moved my body in a while, I know how it affects my brain. Yeah. Like, and it's not because like, oh, I'm moving my body. So I'm healthy and I'm getting strong. No, it's like the endorphins going on in my body that moving it does when yeah. I don't give it that, those endorphins <laughs> enough, I feel it in, in my mindset and in, in my brain. And I always do feel better when I am moving my body in some kind of way. Well, honestly, when all, when, and I, and I say this to the, to the ladies quite often, like when, when the pillars are pretty much aligned, Mm -hmm. we feel good yeah when we've had enough rest when we've you know when we're drinking water when we're moving our body when we're fueling ourselves well and when we're speaking to ourselves kindly mm -hmm. when those five things line up like we're we're feeling pretty good yeah. and if you can you know kind of say oh like I'm, I'm feeling sluggish or whatever well hey like how have I been sleeping am I on my phone until midnight you know, my alarm goes off at six, like, you know, what, what's going on here? And I think just, just pick one thing and be really great at it before you move on to the other would be the other message right? that I, that I would give to them. Awesome. Yeah. So how do women join your group if they're interested? <laughs> so I, um, I open and close membership, um, for registration a couple times a year. I actually have registrations opening up at the, uh, in a couple weeks. Oh, when? So I want to make sure this episode. <laughs> when? I know it was perfect timing actually. Yeah. So it was really nice. Um, so it's September. Um, I think it's the third week of September and okay. I open until the end. So it's like 10 to 14 days I'll open and then I close again and I won't open up again until January intake. So I try to do a quarterly per season. Okay. Um, once per season. And um, that just gives a real nice sense of like, the ladies are amazing. It's such a nice community of women mm -hmm. who are kind of, you know, even though their goals aren't the same, they've kind of working on that same mindset. Right. They've got each other's back. Like, mm -hmm. you know, someone's struggling. I like, I might not even have popped on yet. And someone else is already, you know, I, I love it. They're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. That, that's, sounds so much more appealing to me than going to a gym. I don't want to bash gyms. Like I don't, I've joined gyms. I, I've, I've enjoyed my time at them. They're not all bad a hundred percent. So I'm not here to like bash gyms or the complete, the fitness industry. It's just more of like, look at, look at the messaging that your instructor or the gym is, 
is portraying and you know, our money matters. Where, where we put our money matters. And if we keep giving these, you know, fad diets, these people that are promising things, you know, and focusing on our insecurities in order to keep us in their programs, like open your eyes, recognize it. Don't give them your money because you know what, there's tons of other programs um, and instructors that have a completely different way and messaging and coming from a place of self-love. And that is where the messaging is, you know, yeah. That's, that's how, what's, that's what they're teaching you instead. There's an alternative way and our, where we put our money is powerful. So I highly encourage women, <laughs> check out you and check out your program and I'll make sure that um, all of your links, your website, your social is going to be in the show notes and obviously time it so that <laughs> women can listen to this when you open registration. Cause I, I know. So I, I think there's one of my members in my membership that's in your membership. Oh. Um, so I know that she really, really loves it. So. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So anything you want to end the episode with? I don't think so. I think, you know what? It's, um, it's mindset, right? It's kind of be kind to yourself. Everyone's on a different journey. Don't compare yourself, right? Um, talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend or your child. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't like, we're our own, we're like our frenemy, our own yeah. frenemy. Like what the heck? Right. So I think just, I think we need to be kind. Practice kindness. Yeah. 100%. Just simple kindness. Yeah. And some women that has never even crossed their mind. No, it but, hasn't. Um, there is another way to treat yourself. There is another way to think about yourself. Um, and a hundred percent, it all, it all starts up here. Um, there's too much focus on something external to us that we need to change or improve or do, but it, it all starts from how we think about ourselves, how our, our own beliefs about the world and about ourselves and about beauty and fitness and thinness Absolutely. and whatever. And it's just question your own beliefs and know that you can change them. Absolutely. <laughs> it takes work, but it can be done. Absolutely. It can be done. And it's helpful when you have a coach who can help get you there because it isn't easy. It isn't easy, especially if, if you've come from a home Mm-hmm. where you've had a parent or some kind of um, person that you idolized that ingrained these beliefs in you even more. That's right. Absolutely. And a lot it's of hard. people, you know, just, that's what they saw. Like mm-hmm. children take on, that's what, that, that's all, you know, that yeah. it, it takes a lot of like deprogramming, like you said. Yeah. So um, I, I don't want to say that it's mm-hmm. easy to change your beliefs in your mindset. Like it, sometimes it, to me, <laughs> I'm just, but the way my brain is like, I'm a challenger. I question everything. Don't tell me what to believe. I get to just like, I am built that way. I also wasn't raised in a house where, um, I was belittled on my body or there was a focus on weight and looks like I, 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 I have been privileged for that. So I don't want to ever say like, it's easy. It's not, um, it does take work and it takes like everyday work. It really does. And, you know, I too grew up in a house where it was never, 
we weren't, I, I didn't even know what a diet was until after I had moved out and I'm very open with the ladies about it. So I, you know, maybe I don't know and don't understand that, but what I do know is diet culture and the diet industry hit me hard, yeah. really hard for 20 years, yeah. you know, all my twenties and all my thirties. And I think um, it took a lot of work and I still, you know, you, you find yourself slip back in once in a while. Oh, no. it's, or... It still rears up for me as well. But oh. the thing is, I now have tools yeah. that I can go back on and use to coach myself yes. through those moments. So like yeah. I, I have gained weight in the past year. And so like a lot of my clothes don't fit me anymore. I have more of a belly now, even though I'm still very much in a thin body. But the way my body is for built, you, for me, yes. Um, even but the way I'm built, when I gain weight, I gain it in my stomach, yeah. and because I don't have hips, it's like it protrudes out, right? Yeah. And so at first, when I noticed that my belly, I was getting a belly, and again, because I my weight has always fluctuated, especially I've had two kids, like it's always yes. fluctuating, and that is where I gain it, and I noticed the belly again. I did notice some mean things that were coming up some old thoughts like Amanda, this is telling you, you need to move your body more. You need to exercise. It wasn't like I have to like lose it, but it was like, to me, it was like, well, Amanda, you actually have ignored your body. <laughs> you have not moved it in the last nine months because you've been super focused on work. Like that, that to me, that was really for me to be like, I don't care. That belly's still here. It's always, I think it's probably always going to be, be there. But I'm like, to me, it was information like you've been ignoring your body. Yeah. Maybe you should move it never with yeah. the intention of losing it, losing the belly, but it's just, you do recognize the importance of moving your body. And you were able to catch yourself. Like it, you didn't let it spiral out of control. You were able to catch yourself and say, Hey, wait, like it is, it still invaded. It would, it would invade more so when I was one, it depends on where I am in my menstrual cycle. hundred <laughs> percent. Some days it's just like a free for all. And my brain is just screaming at me. Um, but I, it, it probably took a good two or three months of practicing all of the skills and knowledge that I've learned to overcome it. Like I don't care anymore. Like I yeah. do not care. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean it may rear its head again, but it's there. It's, it's there because of the generations and years of programming that yes. we've been taught about belly fat and undesirable. And yeah. the, you know, the beautiful woman is the woman mm -hmm. with the small waist and, I mean, it's been there for centuries. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So teeny tiny waists and thigh gap and oh my God. Right. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time, Maria, and sharing about what you do and your approach to wellness and fitness. And I hope you get some new registration <laughs> registration. Helpful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, th and thank you for having me regardless yeah. of the fact that that's, you know, my membership's opening. You had no idea. So no, I did. I just, I was like, <laughs> I, I like when I was thinking of all the topics I want to talk about my podcast, like you were definitely always up there. And one of them that I wanted to, uh, I wanted to share your message yeah. because we are so much aligned. So yeah, thank you sure. for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I want to thank you for listening to the Women Disrupted podcast. Make sure you check out the show notes for any additional information or links about today's episode or guest. If you enjoyed today's episode, then hit the subscribe button and make sure you get all the latest episodes. Also, if you feel that anyone could benefit from this episode, then please share it or give it a review. 
The Women Disrupted podcast is sponsored by Simply Stylish Inc. and produced by James Higgins Productions. Stay disrupted, ladies.